stories from around the corner and around the country. You're listening to All the Best. Proudly supported by the Art Gallery of New South Wales. Before we get into this week's stories, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge that I'm recording from stolen Gadigal land and pay my respect to Gadigal elders past and present, and also recognise that the area where FBI Radio is situated, Redfern, has long been a place of storytelling, strength, resistance and resilience for First Nations communities. Recently, All the Best production manager Phoebe headed to the Art Gallery of New South Wales to interview some of the participants of Art Express, the gallery's exhibition of outstanding artworks from the HSC. Listening to Phoebe's interviews, I was really impressed by the young artists she spoke to. They were all so passionate, and each contributed an artwork that represented and advocated for their communities in a really insightful way. They reminded me of two of the young people in my own life, my little sisters. My family is very political, and it results in a lot of debating. Fun, I know. Something that has struck me is how my sisters have grown from observers in these debates to active participants, pulling out facts and well-constructed arguments that reflect what they believe in. There have even been multiple times when I've been too tired to debate my identity as a queer person, only for my sisters to pick up the slack and do it for me. One of my sisters inspires me by how she marches to the beat of her own drum, regardless of what other people think. My other sister is a fighter. She's always outspoken against situations of injustice, whether in school or in the world. I am so, so proud of them and lucky to have them in my life. It's this fire, this hunger for change, that characterises today's young people in my mind. They are politically engaged and value their community. It's rare that old cultural institutions platform young, diverse, radical voices, and that's why Art Express is a great initiative. I am so excited for you to hear our Art Express episode and discover firsthand just how powerful these kids are. Art Express features outstanding student artworks developed for the HSC examination in visual arts. This year marked 40 years since the first ever exhibition at the gallery in 1983. In February, I attended opening night, and it was a buzz. Young artists arrived from around New South Wales to see their work hung in the State Gallery. The room was packed with proud parents, politicians, photographers, and even a DJ. So you'll hear a bit of background noise in these recordings. But I'd love to invite you to come along with me to meet some of the young artists and hear the stories and issues behind their work. First up, I spoke to curator Louise Halpin to find out just what's so special about this exhibition which draws more visitors than any other to the gallery each and every year. Could you tell us um, what Art Express kind of signifies in the year for the gallery? Um, I think it's important for the art gallery. It's a, it's a key exhibition for us because um, learning and, and the creative arts is, is such an important part of what we do. 
but also I think the having the student voice, the authentic student voice in the art gallery is is really key, particularly alongside Francis Bacon or other you know key works in our collection. Um, for our audience, it's really important to have that again that that diverse uh, voice of what students are or young people are feeling at the moment. Um, but also for those students coming through, being able to sort of see uh, how, how what these students are sort of experimenting with as well. Yeah. What kinds of themes have really come through this year? Um, it's been interesting because the last couple of years have been co very much COVID related and very much um, about that isolation and, and um, not I wouldn't say dark works, but very sort of introspective. Whereas this year I've noticed a lot of um, students thinking about place and home and how that relates to their identity or to their family, um, their themes that we've seen even before COVID. But this year in particular there was a lot of students that, that were really exploring those ideas in, in many different ways but um, yeah that seemed to come through very strongly this year. But also as the principal venue we really want a snapshot of students in New South Wales so really important to get a variety of, of different schools, um, schools from regional New South Wales and exploring those ideas of regional New South Wales as well as um, a Sydney metropolitan school. So just that balance is really, it, it can be tricky but it, that's something that we're really trying to achieve. So when audiences come through they see diversity of art making and art practice but also student voices, you know, exploring different things. Final question, um, why do you think that this exhibition uh, more than any other seems to draw so many people each year. I think I, my personal opinion is we're all, all trying to find that elixir of youth of, of trying to remember what you were like when you were 18 and when you come into the exhibition I, they're, the, they're the works that I really love when you, you're sort of thrown back to those same um, feelings or emotions that you had at that time and I think when students again that authentic response to the world they live in and their, their experience of life I think that really connects with, with everybody. I mean, young people, but also older people like, like myself. I love seeing that, that energy and that youthful kind of um, exuberance and, and humour. I love seeing the humour, that quirky kind of side as well. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's connecting back to, to remembering what you were like at that age. So I think that's something lovely. Walking around the exhibition, I could see what Louise meant about the draw of being 18. Many of the works were playful, cheeky, curious, ruminative. They were attempts to understand themselves and the complex and confronting world around them. One work really stood out to me visually. A set of photographs with ink black background and a floating figure. In one image, the figure was wrapped in white cloth and appeared to be hanging over a prayer mat suspended in midair. In another frame, a person emerged from the cloth, a young boy frozen in the act of prayer. I found the artist, Sabir, near his work and asked him to explain what it was about. So the artwork that I've got, these two panels, they're both pretty much based about my religion, um, sort of finding myself as well between religion and trying to, you know, figure out who I am, the challenges that I've been through. It did take a bit to actually get to the to stage that I want to take the photos in. Um, but, you know, the symbol of religion, of course, being the prayer mat that is seen there, that was something that I found that I would use. And with the drapiness and the cloth, that I use that to symbolize death, because in the Islamic religion, um, when, when, someone, when someone passed away, they're actually wrapped in cloth before they're buried. 
and so it's got that link to death and as well as like to actually finding myself so it's a very very opposing work well if I were to look at the artwork and describe it you'd say that you see sort of a figure being an, an umbrella figure you can see sort of an umbrella effect and underneath it you see three struggling faces and a passing of time um, we've got the individual individual figure on the bottom panel it really is sort of questioning and it's accepting the fact that it's both it's both been challenged and it's like sort of recovering from it. With the other ones, you've got struggle, you've got freedom. But with that single one on its own, it really is just me just accepting the fact that it is what it is. It is how it's going to be. There's nothing I can do about it. But the struggle is what actually got me there. Without the struggle, I wouldn't have gotten to that conclusion. Can you talk a little bit more about the struggle? Why, why um, is religion for you personally something that um, you decided to make an artwork about? Yeah, well, because of like religion, family, not being able to, you know, sexuality as well, not being able to confront that in front of family, which is a really hard thing, because Islam Christian is a very, very big thing. So being able to, and with the friends that I've got, the like family that I've built outside of family, it's been really easy to actually, you know, sort of go through that and of having all that support network. So with that, it's been really easy to get to this conclusion because I knew that if probably if I didn't have that support network, I wouldn't have been able to express myself as much as I was. So very, very overwhelming to have seen this work here as well. And it's a very exciting thing. Sort of, you know, got the email, was with my teacher on the call, um, was at work as well, got the email and I'm like, what? To go to Dark Express? And it was really, 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 really exciting. Like, it took me a bit to actually take it in and just getting to know that and as well as meeting the other artists here as well met two of them this morning it's just lovely meeting them actually talking to them about their work seeing their works become making friends as well it's just a really 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 big thing i see it that not the experience isn't just having the artwork in the gallery it's actually who you meet who you talk to everyone that you meet along the journey so it's been really really fun to do that and is art um something that you hope to pursue now you're finishing school? Um, well, I definitely want to do an aspect of art. I think I'm definitely heading towards the theatre field. The theatre, um, and I've been, yeah, I want to go, I'm getting into UNSW this year, starting next semester. And I'm going, and I'm doing hopefully designs and costume designs. So you have to want to use my artistic practice in that. And hopefully see what I can use photography. But I definitely know that I want to get photography to sort of like a career or more of like maybe a hobby that I have on the side. But I'm always going to be taking photos no matter what. So it's definitely something I'm going to take along with me in the journey, for sure. Some, like Sabir, had come to the gallery from metropolitan schools, but others came from really remote parts of the state. One student I spoke to, Maya, told me this was her first time visiting the gallery. Um, my name's Maya Kelly and I'm from Warners Bay High in Newcastle and I'm an Indigenous student, um, Dungadi and Waramai is my mobs, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. you were just telling me it's your first time at the art gallery? Yeah. This and is... you've got work on me here? Yeah, I know, it's crazy. Yeah, this is my first time here. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy to see my artwork in here with such other amazing, like, famous artworks. It's crazy, yeah. Um, would you be able to describe for our listeners, uh, what does your artwork look like? Um, so my artwork is a collection of works. It has about 20 pieces and it's my artwork's based on the looking at my background as an indigenous person and like how much one photo can tell a story like like with such minimal photos left of my heritage and my family layering the photos 
in black and white and just portraying them in different ways to just tell different stories and just using a, a minimal amount of photos and just telling different stories to each of them. How um, did the idea to work with these photographs come about? Were they um, objects around home that intrigued you? or? Um, well, I come from a pretty, like, broken side of my indigenous side of the family so it's pretty lost and unknown so I that's why I'm so minimal of photos that I used I used about four different photos maybe because it was just so hard to find photos of my ancestors and I found them through one of my aunties that she had at her house so yeah that's how I came across them photos and I just picked out the ones that meant the most to me and just had strong people in them that looked beautiful so I decided to use them ones. Do the stories remain mysterious to you? Are there lots of gaps of knowledge or um, were you able to discover things through working with them or, or working with your family to find them? Um, yeah well there's still so many unknown questions but I did like I did learn a lot more about like my family and that side of my family and names of aunties and uncles and cousins but yeah it's still very unknown and still so many other questions but that's just to find out I guess. Yeah it's emotional but it's really good seeing like strangers looking at my artwork and trying to understand it and like understand my story but still have no idea but can just know stuff from just looking at photos and yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. It's it's really cool seeing just strangers connect with you through art. I'm really glad that everyone gets to see it, and that it's for the public to see, and they can know a bit about my story. I began to appreciate from talking to the students that these works weren't just their final year school project. The process required a journey to take place asking really difficult questions, discovering family history. The last student I spoke to, Ellie, had made an artwork about an incredibly challenging series of events that had marked her HSE year, the Lismore floods. When the first flood happened, we couldn't get to school for two weeks. So that was the start of our HSE. My artwork consists of three pen drawings of homes. Um, and then I stained them with coffee water across the middle to represent um, the flood line going through the houses. How did you select the home? Um, I just walked around my streets and took pictures and then later went home and chose a few from that and started producing sketches to, and then I started drawing the final ones. How did people respond when they saw your artwork? Um, there was a few tears in my family because lots of people, like lots of my family, um, were affected by the floods. Um, I think it was very powerful for most people because many people could relate to it from our local area. Yeah. What's it like there at the moment? People are still recovering slowly, but um, lots of people have been back in their homes, but there's still lots of houses that are just untouched still, almost a year on. Yeah. It's pretty devastating. 
sorry. <laughs> Has it brought people together in unexpected ways? Uh, I would say so, yes. Um, especially the days right after, like, um, we had two families staying in our home because our upstairs area was unaffected. So, um, and their house, flood water got through it. So we were housing, like, people and we all had to come together because we were isolated for three days, like, without external assistance. So we had to work, like, food and everything out make sure people had somewhere safe to sleep at night. And then afterwards, uh, lots of cleaning up to do. So whoever could help was helping out just for weeks after. So definitely brought people together, I think. Having work in Art Express meant really different things to each of the students. Some aspired to have a career in art, and so this was a really momentous and inspiring moment to have their work hung next to the likes of Caravaggio or Sol de Witt. For others who were less sure, or even quite confident that art would remain something personal to them, it was still incredibly significant to have their story heard, their work seen, their perspective acknowledged. I sought out someone who might be able to give me a bit of insight about what it's like to look back on this moment. Freda was an Art Express alumni attending the launch event. Her work was in the 2007 Art Express. I looked it up online to get a sense of what it looked like. Freda's entry were beautiful oil paintings delicate, detailed, and dreamlike. A hand reached across two white panels, emerging from a black hole. Another panel held a disembodied head, painted so carefully and immaculately, the eyes obscured by a set of Ray-Bans, also glaringly white, except for a bright red balloon reflected in the lenses. Freda explained why this piece was particularly intimate and personal. Um, I think, but it's all, at the same time, it feels like I can remember things very clearly because at the time, um, my major work was actually based on, um, you know, inspired by my experience of the death of my father. So, um, you know, at that time, it was very, very tough, tough time for me. And um, but, um, you know, being able to work on my major project and explore my um, my emotions through my major project was like such a, a therapeutic part of my um, grieving process. Um, yeah, so I was always like very grateful for the Art Express experience. I mean, you know, a major work is a huge undertaking for any young person, but a subject like the passing of your father, yeah, that's enormous. Um, was it then actually quite a shock that a work that was so personal and intimate was selected to be put on display in a public gallery? Yeah, it was. In a way, it felt quite weird <laughs> seeing it out on displays. It's almost like having your emotions just, you know, bared to the world to see. But in a way, I, I think it was it was quite um, it's quite nice in a sense, like knowing that potentially other people other students or people who have also grieved the loss of a loved one um, could see my work and feel a sense of comfort from that. Do you remember um, finding out that your work was in Art Express? I did do. you know what Art Express was? was I it? did. Oh my gosh, I knew what Art Express was for a very long time because I was a very ambitious teenager. Um, I still remember I was actually at schoolies 
<laughs> and I got this like random like uh, a phone call saying that oh you, you got into like Art Express and into the art gallery of New South Wales which was my absolute favorite like gallery at that time so it was just very surreal and yeah very exciting as a young a young teenager and then off the back of having your work in Art Express you were quite clear that art was what you wanted to pursue yeah yeah, exactly. So um, after I graduated, um, I ended up doing a visual communications degree um, in the hope of being a graphic designer um, because I didn't even know um, the, that the, the role of a freelance illustrator existed. So, um, what is visual communications? Um, it's, in the crudest term, it's like graphic design. So basically, like communicating visually, um, you know, making um, beautiful context for. Um, and, and context and layouts for um, artworks to exist in, yeah, as well as making my own like personal work. Um, I do a lot of commercial illustration, um, you know, ranging from children's picture books to um, advertising illustration. Um, I don't like. I love all of it. I, I, I love how with um, you know with illustration, there's just like so many opportunities um, to to get your art out there, um, and yeah. No, honestly I didn't. Like I, I think the reason why I didn't choose to um, to study like illustration or fine arts is because um, yeah, I, I knew that like painting like my knowledge of my extent of knowledge of what visual art was was just painting on canvases back in the day and um, you know I didn't have a lot of guidance from mentors to know like what kind of um, creative careers were out there so I think that like meeting a lot of mentors along the way throughout university and like talking to other artists like I was suddenly able to see oh wow there's just so many different avenues that you can take as an artist yeah have you been down to see the artwork for this year yet? Not yet, but I'm totally doing that now. I'm very excited. <laughs> I won't hold you up anymore. Thank you so much. If, like Freda, you would like to go and see this year's Art Express to catch the works of Sabir, Ellie, Maya and their 40 colleagues, Art Express is on at the Art Gallery of New South Wales until May 7th, so you still have time. You can also take a look at their work online, including Freighters, as the whole archive is available at artgallery.newsouthwales.gov.au slash art slash inside Art Express. Thanks for coming with me to explore the 40th Art Express, and thank you to my contributors, Louise, Sabir, Maya, Ellie and Frida. All the best would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we make these stories and pay our respects to elders past and present. All the best is made at FBI Radio on Gadigal land in association with SIN and 3RRR on Wurundjeri Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung lands and 8CCC on Arande and Waramungu lands. The All the Best editorial manager is Mel Chun, and Phoebe Adler-Ryan is our production manager. Our social media producer is Isabella Lee. Patrick McKenzie is our community coordinator. Shining Bird composed our theme music, and Annie Hamilton designed the artwork. We're heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. 
and were made possible by the Community Broadcasting Foundation and the Art Gallery of New South Wales. A special thank you to the team at the gallery for having us at the launch of Art Express and helping facilitate this special episode. You can find our full archive of more than 500 episodes at allthebestradio.com. I'm Madhura Prakash. Thanks for listening. A breath of fresh air in a muggy room. I'm stepping away from a silver spoon. The taste on my lips of a newfound bloom. I'm slipping away from all that I knew. Alas, dreamy youth no more, holy harmony from me falls, smash in a brutal score. How I wish I had kissed my rolling hills once more. How I
My.